It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Money for Lunch. In this episode, we have the one and the only Norm Blumenthal. He's going to be joining us here shortly. But I wanted to jump in with the quote of the day. The quote of the day, the best and most beautiful things in this world cannot be seen or even heard, but must be felt with the heart. That quote is attributed to Helen Keller, who uh, Helen Keller, if you don't know who she is, you definitely need to Google her. She was born blind and deaf or became blind and deaf uh, shortly after birth. And uh, a movie was made uh, about her and her teacher, um, which now escapes me. So I'm going to have to look it up because it would bug me forever. Uh, Miracle Worker. Thank you. Thank you. Miracle Worker. All right. The best and most beautiful things in this world cannot be seen or even heard, but, but must be felt with the heart. Helen Keller. And with that, let's get this party started. Uh, right, uh, right now, I'm being joined by Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal, attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of top attorneys in Southern California. Uh, also in 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. Nice to be back, Bert. Um, I think we'll have a good show today um, for Money for Lunch because uh, we're going to talk about everybody out there. Um, it you know it's everybody talks about follow the money. I want everybody today. We're going to think about following your money, and where it's going to lead, and uh, the dangers that we're facing in this election. About uh, everybody, every working stiff out there who pays into Social Security. Last year, 180 million people paid into Social Security, with the uh, expectation and the promise that someday when they uh, retired um, or in in the uh, sad event that they became disabled uh, in the interim, that there'd be a safety net for them, uh, the Social Security system. Well, right now, um, judging from the uh, uh, statements of the president and what he's done, um, the plan is is to uh, defund Social Security. So let me kind of, if I could, Burp, just give everybody kind of a tutorial on following uh, your money uh, through the Social Security system. Yeah. Every, every year, uh, and this past year was 180 million people, every um, paycheck, if you look at it, you look at your paycheck, and there will be a deduction of, uh, of 6.5% of your, of your salary for Social Security, and the employer will match that. He puts in 6.5% of your paycheck for Social Security, up to about 146000 a year in, in income. And then it, it's, it stops at that point. But in any event, that accounts for, if you can believe it or not, a trillion dollars a year it get, is earmarked for payment of Social Security benefits. So employer employees today hardworking people that they are, and employees in the past since the 1930s when Social Security Act was passed, have been putting money in with the promise that when uh, they retired or became disabled, there'd be this safety net for them, uh, Social Security benefits. And there's a lot of people out there, Bert, that you know live on Social Security. This is the only money they get um, 
each each month uh, to live on. So it's an imperative for all them that that this continue. Well, as we've talked about over and over again, our system in America is an adversary system, and the Republicans, by and large, represent management, and their job is in management is to lower the cost of their company. And one of those costs is labor costs, and the other cost is taxes, to lower those for the benefit of their company. On the labor side, and the side that, that I'm on, is to increase and protect the benefits of the employees so that they can make a living wage. And you know, one of those uh, issues that's on the ballot um, in voting for president and senator and, and congressperson is minimum wage. The minimum wage now is $7.25. And the idea is to bring it up to $15. Well, that, that's on the ballot. Another issue on the ballot that you, you're just hearing the bits and pieces of uh, Trump has talked about, he's given a holiday for payment of um, payroll taxes. That this is the money that goes into the Social Security system. And everybody thinks to themselves, well, that's great. I'll get a holiday for payroll taxes. Well, what you're getting a holiday from is your eventual ability to collect. And the employer gets a holiday from Social Security taxes, uh, for payroll taxes, which go into Social Security. So at the end of the day, a trillion dollars is going to disappear from the uh, from the employer employees eventual funds and when that happens and it's defunded the next thing that happens is it's cut because they can't afford to fund it out of the general fund so this is what we're on the brink of happening to us if uh, uh, trump is reelected and um it could happen or even if there's a, a republican senate so that's the nuts and bolts, if you follow your money, um, and if you're, if you're living on Social Security, you collect Social Security, or you expect to collect Social Security in the future, your money in the future and currently depends on the fact that you need to vote pro-employee, pro-labor. And when you vote Republican, you're voting pro-management. And this is an adversary system. This is the way the country was built. Republicans and Democrats are adversarial. It's not that the Republicans are bad people. It's not that the Democrats are good people. It's not a good and bad, bad, black and white. It is just all about the money. And that's the way it's been in this country, and that's the way it's going to be. And if you want to keep your money as an employee and you want to keep your Social Security, it's imperative that you vote Democratic up and down the ticket. Yeah, you know, what's amazing What's amazing is uh, the Social Security Administration for, I would say, 80% of Americans, this is the money that they're using to retire on. And it is just one of those things that we, as Americans, uh, again, the majority of us, generally speaking, we are not really good when it comes to our own money. Uh, we need help in this area. We need help in preparing for retirement. 
one of the benefits of the Social Security Administration of having this six and a half percent taken out of your paycheck is that it forces you to save for that day uh, because it's going to happen to all of us. Uh, and so every, you know, every year uh, things are getting more expensive. Uh, you know, the dollar is getting less and less, uh, what do you call it, stronger. Uh, so you need to have a nest egg. And for somebody to come in and say, hey, we're just going to get rid of this, I think it's going to destroy It's going to destroy a lot of families. It's going to put, uh, what do you call it, state governments into uh, financial stress because they're going to have to come in and bail some of these people out. And when I say bail them out, they're going to they're going to be they're going to go on some kind of welfare. They're going to need some kind of assistance. They're going to have to go into, um, you know, some kind of subsidizing uh, from their local uh, governments. Social Security is in my opinion, indispensable at this point. Yeah, and and you got to get the pitch uh, from the president. Well, look, you know, we'll get rid of the payroll tax, and you'll just take that six and a half percent, and you'll put it into a four hundred one k, and then you'll do great because you're in the stock market. But remember, he just took away the other fifty percent of of the amount, so the other matching funds from the employer disappears. So you got half as much money working for you, if at all. And you can always put extra money into a 401k or an IRA. There's no law against that. And so if you want to uh, save more and if you want to invest in the stock market, you have your ability to do that anyway. And the four savings from Social Security, this promise, and uh, uh, Trump calls it a Ponzi scheme. It's not a Ponzi scheme. It's a promise. It's a contract between employees. I'm going to pay into the Social Security so that the, the elderly and, and the disabled today have a safety net on the promise that when, when I retire, I'll be able, or d- disabled, I'll be able to collect Social Security. It's a promise from one generation to the next. And Trump wants to, to take away this promise and destroy it and take away the earmarked funds that go to Social Security. And that's the scary part of it. And it's frightening. It should be frightening to everybody out there that has an expectation with regard to Social Security. And, of course, the, the next one they'll take away is Medicare. I mean, these are the things. And Obamacare is is as good as dead with the new Supreme Court nominee that, that's uh, going to be affirmed, uh, confirmed um, in October uh, that takes that's the, uh, the fifth and deciding vote, assuming Roberts would would have gone in favor of protecting it. So now 20 million people are going to be without health insurance, 20 million people, and they won't be able to get it if they have a pre-existing condition. The only way that Obamacare will be able to be resurrected if you have a Democratic Senate. Democratic House and a Democratic president, and then you just pass a, a new Obamacare to uh, to keep it going, um, you know, whatever uh, we have now that's working. And so right. that's, that, that's, an, that's the other issue. All the social benefits that, that have been have put into place since the 1930s from the last depression, the idea of management is, and which is represented by the Republican Party, is to take these away 
because we have a, a, a deficit in this country now. The federal budget deficit is over $20 trillion. That's trillion with a T, which is greater than our gross domestic product. And so what we're doing is we're, we're so deep into debt, they're, they're more worried about balancing the budget than they are the, uh, the livelihood and the well-being of our citizens. It just doesn't work that way. We'll have to work our way out of that budget someday, but right now the idea is we need a, a Congress and a, and a president that is there to protect the people, not the companies. Right. You know, it, it, any time, excuse me, any time that you're placing profits before people, people always get hurt. I mean, and that's why, you know, you have lawyers like yourself, uh, and, and other lawyers that that uh, that do the kind of employment work that you do. That uh, there's other lawyers that do the uh, what what they call mass tort, uh, where there's these companies out there who knowingly and willfully are hurting uh, their employees. They're knowing and willfully hurting the public because their their products are dangerous or poisonous. And you know that happens because of greed. That happens because people decide, hey. Profits are more important than people, and or if we get caught, if we get sued, it's no big deal. We'll just pay a bunch of money and we'll get out of it. Uh, and this is just something that, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's a historical fact if you do your, your research. So here, President Trump and the Republicans essentially want to defund Social Security, thereby hurting as you said, almost 200 million people, because what's going to happen is it's not going to affect uh, a bunch of individuals. Um, well, I'll take that back. It's going to affect a bunch of individuals immediately because there's so many people dependent on that Social Security income. So it's, right. going to, it's going to affect millions of people instantly, and then it's going to affect millions more as they get ready to get into that uh, retirement uh, situation. Yeah. This is, a this is to me, this is like um, – I don't know. This is the wrong. This is the wrong place to look for helping the budget. I mean, there's just so many other ways that they could cut back. Uh, and, and back to you know the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Uh, first of all, we know that President Trump, uh, because of his disdain for President Obama, is trying to unwind or reverse anything that uh, that President Trump did. Uh, but bottom line is, I know several people that because they have uh, really, I'll say, complicated health issues, they have massive existing medical uh, conditions, they're not, they're not eligible for any other type of insurance. And, yeah. and what gets me about this, Norm, is when did health care, when did school or education, when did retirement and protecting somebody become a, a partisan thing? I mean, as human beings, shouldn't we just look at something and say, hey, this is good for society as a whole versus why has everything now become a partisan game? It's ridiculous to say, hey, you know, we're not we're going to uh, take away uh, health care from people who absolutely need it to survive. We're going to take uh, the retirement net from millions of people who, again, desperately need it or will need it. And it's just I don't know how, why they want to politicize everything. 
Well, it's interesting because there's there's two sides to the to obviously to an adversary system. And if you're in management and you're 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 comfortable and you have enough money to live on, hey, I under I get it. You don't want to have your money. You don't want to be taking your taxes and having going to pay for uh, for other people that aren't as fortunate, you know, as you. That's that's a Republican mantra. They, you know, everybody just you know builds their own nest and they have to, to 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 live in it and so okay i get that part of it but i don't understand the working stiff i don't understand the uh, middle class is why are they so in favor of destroying you know over uh, uh, almost a hundred years of of building a social security system um, that is, has protected people across the country uh, and the poor and the working poor has protected everybody the safety net from day one in the 30s and brought us out of the depression. People are going to be on the streets. They, they won't have a place to live. There won't be anything. There's not going to be enough um, private uh, charities to be able to take care of all these people. There's not going to be any health care for them. Right. Uh, when I mean, Obamacare is gone, it's a, it's a disaster waiting to happen. And the people that who are, who are protected, they're the ones that are voting for uh, Trump and the Republicans. It's beyond my ability to understand why someone would vote against their own best interest. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't make any sense. And, and this is when you have to, as a human being, say, hey, uh, I'm not going to always vote. I'm not going to always tote the party line. Uh, as I said many times, I was a hardcore Republican, and then of course the Republicans started getting in bed with uh, with uh, insurance, and they started to uh, take away our rights when it comes to uh, uh, what do you call it, tort. And, and you're probably most of you guys are acquainted that there was a massive move called tort reform in, in multiple in multiple states, and that took the uh the power from individuals to get uh, to get uh, rightfully compensated for medical damages uh, because of a negligent doctor or, or or something like that and so my point being is that it's just it's crazy back to what you said to vote against your own interest being misled by individuals who again don't have your interest um in their mind uh and certainly they're in a different financial situation. I mean, you know, you're looking at, at multi multi-millionaires who don't need health care, who don't aren't concerned with, uh, you know, uh, their retirement because that's already set and set up for them. And if something was to go horribly wrong in their lives because of the people that's in their network, they're going to get bailed out. They're going to get bailed out either because of their political connections. They're going to get bailed out because of their business connections. They're on a different sphere, on a different level than for us average, average people. Right, and and they they should they should vote against uh, Social Security and, and Obamacare. I get it, but it's it's the people that who benefit from Obamacare or could benefit. You know, when you, if Obamacare is gone and you're in a job that has health and uh, care and you have a pre-existing condition, you can't leave that job. 
Because right. if you leave that job, no matter how poorly you're being paid, you will have no health care, and, and your, your sickness or illness, unfortunately, could, could bankrupt you. So we're back to the old um, uh, servant situation, servant-master situation, because you can't leave that job. That's what Obamacare did. It freed everybody up to become entrepreneurs again uh, and go out there and, and work on their own or try something new or go to another job because they knew that they could still have health care, could, could follow them, and they could get it you know, competitively in the, uh, with Obamacare. But when that's gone, and it will be gone, I mean, this, these judges are all um, Republican judges are, you know, have the majority. It's going to be gone, and unless we have a Democratic Senate and a House and a Democratic president, it's not coming back. And so it's basically that that's gone. And if we don't have a Democratic president and we don't have a Democratic Senate in the House, there's not going to be Social Security. It's going to be defunded because all they have to do is, as Trump did with the stroke of the pen, he's just going to say, okay, I'm giving a holiday to paying in the payroll tax. And that's it. I mean, he does it all with executive orders, and that's the end of it. So right. now once it's defunded, and, and the earmark is gone from the payroll tax, that's a 6.5% um, profit increase to the bottom line for corporations. They would love it. I mean, they, that's the one thing they hate doing is paying this, this payroll tax where they get no benefit from it because the payroll tax goes directly into the Social Security Fund. It drives corporations crazy. Sure. And so, well, you know what, and, and, and here's the deal. Look, it's uh, – you and I have talked about this before. Seldom, if ever, does a politician do anything that doesn't financially uh, profit, either either financially or politically prosper them. Right. So I'm not saying that uh, that uh, President Trump's going to get a bunch of money because he defunds the Social Security uh, Social Security Administration. He might. Uh, he he doesn't have. Uh, one of the things that, that you can say about him, he's very transparent about all the stuff that he does, uh, at least most of the stuff that he does, he's pretty transparent about. So uh, he might get some other uh, incentives uh, for defunding Social Security, and certainly he's doing that in hopes to uh, better his chance of getting reelected. I mean, that's, that's really what is it. I mean, he wants right. to be reelected extremely bad. Uh, he, you know, he, he thinks that... Uh, as the president of the United States, he's got uh, uh, almost uh, no accountability, and he can get away with anything. He's, he's mentioned that, I think, many, many, many times, that as the president, uh, he can do no wrong, and he cannot be held accountable. And I think he, he misquotes, I think, Article 2, which is not true. Uh, presidents can be held liable. Presidents can be prosecuted if they, if they break the law. But of course, as presidents, they also have a certain amount of immunity because they have a very difficult job. But bottom line is, uh, as you've always said, Norm, you have to be felony stupid to support this kind of change. You have to be felony okay. stupid to support defunding the Obamacare or the Health Care um, Affordable Care Act. There are literally millions of people that are in fear because of their medical pre-existing medical conditions, and for those of you guys who are listening, you know, and your and your and your family is struggling with medical issues, and you have children that are struggling with medical issues, the Affordable Care Act is imperative to keep going uh, to support our families. Otherwise, again, 
it's it's what's going to happen is you're going to you're going to force uh, the state welfare programs to take up the slack, which is not necessary because you know the these these uh, insurance companies are multi multi billion. Uh, we call it the profits that these healthcare companies have is millions of dollars. They can afford to uh, what do you call it? Tighten their belt a little bit and not and not discriminate against people who have pre-existing conditions. Well, they're not going to do it without Obamacare because Obamacare subsidizes the insurance companies, and that's why you saw in the stock market the uh, once this um, issue came up on the Supreme Court, the, the healthcare stocks went down. Why did they go down? Because there's going to be less people in the hospitals who can pay for health care, and there's going to be no subsidy for the insurance companies. So what they're going to do is cut out everybody with pre-existing conditions. There's going to be less people. Their profits are going to go down because the money's not going to be there. Obamacare, the, the objection to it at the beginning was that the forced um, uh, payment um, on a tax or requirement that you you have insurance or you pay that's gone that was taken out of the uh, of the act and then the republicans what they did is which is was pretty smart they used that to say okay now it's unconstitutional for some reason i don't understand but in any event that's what they're doing and they've been successful with that argument and uh, with this new 6-3 majority coming in the supreme court they're going to be successful with it and then trump He's just a wolf in sheep's clothing. He comes in and tells everybody, I mean, who wouldn't like this? Hey, all you working stiffs out there, I'm going to give you a tax holiday on your payroll tax. And then if I'm reelected, you won't have to pay it back. Well, guess what? If you get a tax holiday and you don't have to pay it back and the employer doesn't have to pay it, what's going to fund Social Security? That's not a small number. That's a trillion dollars a year that has to be made up somewhere. And it's not going to be made up because it doesn't fit in the budget. So what's going to happen? They're going to defund it. And they're going to say, I'm sorry, we don't have the money. Or they'll reduce, start out reducing it by 25% on the payments and then 50%. And pretty soon it'll be down to zero. And people will go, well, what, what happened? Well, you voted for the management uh, advocates to become your representatives. That's the problem. You're, if you're an employee, if you're working stiff, you got to look out for your own best interests. And your best interest of labor is a Democratic Senate, House, and President because that is where the power will be to protect Social Security, to, uh, to reinstitute Obamacare, and to put it back on an even playing field where people can feel secure that, hey, I'm paying into the Social Security, but the, the promise is, is that when it comes my time to re retire, I'll be able to collect on it. And it'll be immediate if he's reelected. He wants to get rid of this because he wants to see more money go in the stock market. People with 401ks, well, that's not going to get you to the promised land. And there's no reason you can't do it without this, with the forced saving on the payroll tax. And people don't understand the payroll tax. Literally, if you ask uh, 10 people on the street, where does, what's the funding for my Social Security? They'll go, what? I have no sure. idea. No idea. And they have no idea that 50% of it's being uh, forced upon the employer to pay that's not part of your payroll. It's a matching fund from the employer. No idea. 
And so until they're educated and understand that this election is really important for the individual, the working stiff in this country, I can't overemphasize how important this election is. And it's become a time in this adversary system where you have to follow your money. Every working yeah. worker out there has to follow your money. Where is your money going to go, and where can you protect yourself if from a catastrophic uh, illness, from a catastrophic injury, from, uh, with, with funds for retirement? You protect yourself by putting people into office who advocate your position. And it's, it's beyond me how people other than people in management would vote for Republicans. Absolutely. Look, again, and I, and I love what you said at the beginning of the show. Look, Republicans aren't bad and Democrats aren't good and, and vice versa. Bottom line is this is politics 101. This is this is in the trenches. you got to follow the money. you got to vote for what's best for you. And if you think that defunding the uh, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, is somehow going to put money in your pocket and better your life, then that's the decision you have to do. And the same thing with defunding Social Security. You think that's going to help you somehow? It's going to put more money in your pocket? It's going to somehow protect you? Then that's uh, your decision. And, and, and uh, But I, just, just looking at human nature, I understand that as humans, we tend to put off everything that we possibly can. America is, has a horrible track record. The last 50 years, we on average save like 2%. And we're, you know, and they say that the average American only has like a thousand dollars to their name, and they couldn't, they could, they, they wouldn't be able to survive, you know, past 30 days without uh, a paycheck. And I think that for a lot of Americans, they've realized that more than ever because of this pandemic, where, where uh, in some cases your employer, because it's maybe it's a small company or even some of the big companies didn't want to pay their employees during this pandemic, and if it wasn't for the government coming in and saying, hey, we're going to cut some checks to relieve the, the pressure, you know, it would have been, it would have been impossible for uh, most Americans that were laid off or furloughed during this pandemic to survive if they wouldn't have gotten some kind of subsidy from the government. And this is the same thing. This is, you know, Social Security and the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, to me is kind of the same thing. It's the government trying to do the right thing for all of its people, not for Democrats, not for Republicans, but for all of us who live here in America that sometimes we need the help. That's, that's exactly right. That's what this is all about. Um, it's, it's, it, are we going to increase corporate profits at the expense of the American well-being? If we're going to do, if that's what you believe in, you know, that's fine. I mean, if you're in management, that's fine. I get it. But if you're working and you're at some point in your life believe that you're going to need Social Security or you're going to need uh, health care or you could have a pre-existing condition, then you have to vote your best interest. And this, when it comes down to this election, when you, when you filter out all of the smoke in the mirrors, that's what this election is about because there's never been a more important election in terms of the survival of the middle class of this country. There's never been, because without Social Security, safety net, without Obamacare, 
they're not going to exist, unfortunately. And we're going to have a, a greater disparity, if you can believe it, between people the haves and the have-nots. It's not. It's not going to be pretty. No, it's not. It's. It is. Uh, as you said, it's a. It's a uh, tragedy or an accident waiting to happen. It's a tragedy waiting to happen. As it is. As it is. Uh, Social Security uh, and Medicare, Medicaid, all these programs sometimes are still not enough and uh, to cover, uh, you know, people's needs for their, their, their existence and for their medical and stuff like that. Could you imagine all of that gone? We're going to have a massive amount of people on the streets. We're going to have uh, municipalities going bankrupt trying to keep up with with uh, you know the 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 large and ever growing tent cities that are going to be popping up everywhere, it's going to be it's going to be bedlam. Yeah, and and this idea, oh, I don't want socialism in this country. I want capitalism. I mean, that's nonsense. We've had socialism since the depression. And, right. You know, we have it. It's called I guess it's called socialism light. But this is what we have. I mean, we we it, it, this is the safety nets that we've built in this country to protect people from, from being on the street and being without food. And still, we, you know, you can see today with, um, with um, the, the food lines and, and the, uh, you know, where, where the people have to go to get food. It's just the beginning of it if they defund Social Security and, and, and the rush to the hospitals and the bankruptcy of the hospitals because people, you know, to be taken care of, and they can't pay. Yeah, it's it's so. just it's just such a weird thing. Uh, Norm, we're out of time. I want to thank you so much for stopping by and helping okay. us find out more about uh, uh, so, uh, defunding Social Security and defunding things like Obamacare. These are programs that help everybody out, uh, regardless of political affiliation, uh, gender, or race. And we need to keep these programs going. Uh, Norm, again, yep. thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, and just with I want to finish, that's what's at stake in this election, and I hope everybody goes out and votes and they vote Democratic because that those are the are the representatives who represent the working class interest, and that's who you have to vote for if you're a worker. Thank you, Norm. Okay. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. If you have questions, if you want to reach out to Norm, if you uh, yeah, if you have questions, you want to reach out to Norm, you can check them out at BAMLawCA. That's B-A-M, BAMLawCA.com, BAMLawCA.com. Uh, Norm helps uh, workers and consumers, and uh, he's got a, a, a very nice team of people there that I've, I've had the pleasure of working with and getting to know over the last uh, few years. So, as always, my friends, uh, let me know what you think. Are, are we completely dead on this? Are we wrong? Is defunding Social Security and Obamacare the best course for us as Americans? Is it the best course for us as business owners and entrepreneurs? You tell me. Uh, reach out to me on all. I'm on the social media all over the place: uh, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. Those are the main three that I stick to. Of course, I'm available also on LinkedIn uh, and Snapchat. Anyway. Let's share this episode. Let's get this conversation happening. Let's get some, uh, some discussion on how we can make America better. Can we really uh, take the risk of defunding social, social Security? Can we take the risk of defunding the Affordable Care Act? 
Neither of these are perfect, but they do help millions of people. So let's share this episode with everyone you know. And remember, my friends, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.